Hello and welcome to this End of Life episode 44. I'm Jessica Duffin and this podcast is all about living and thriving with endometriosis. This episode is sponsored by my friends at BU. BU period patches are 100% natural, acts like a plaster so they stick on across your abdomen or your back wherever you're in pain and slowly deliver menthol and eucalyptus oil to the points of pain. These oils are scientifically proven to reduce muscle cramps and so they start reducing pain um, by easing and relaxing the muscles the muscles in your pelvic area. I use them for about the first two days of my period. I stick them on under my clothes. They're really discreet and thin, so they're not bulky. You can't tell they're there. They're literally as thin as a plaster. I personally feel that they're a reasonable price. They're affordable and they really, really work for me. I'd been in pain the other day for about 48 hours with interstitial interstitial cystitis pain Um, and I put them on and literally within 20 minutes had gone and I was so annoyed with myself that I hadn't thought to use them earlier. You can get five per pack so depending on your the length of your period that they'll last the average period and you can subscribe so you can get them delivered to you every month. They're $6.99 for a pack or $4.99 if you go for a subscription. To shop, just head to the link in my show notes and start soothing period cramps a natural way. This episode is also sponsored by my free endometriosis diet grocery list. This free download gives you an overview of the endometriosis diet and eating for your hormones, tips on shopping for endo on a budget and deep dives into everything I eat on a weekly basis every month. I've also provided my favourite resources for learning more about nutrition for endo if you want to go that bit further. This download is a really perfect way to get an understanding of an anti-inflammatory diet for endometriosis and what that might look like. As always, this guide doesn't replace your medical treatment and it's not intended to treat or cure endometriosis, but it provides you with options that help me to live well with endometriosis. And it's here to inspire you to shop maybe a little bit differently and try different foods out. It's not a diet protocol, so it's not a diet that you should be following you know to a T perfectly this is my personal diet and it's here to serve you and inspire you and give you some ideas and see what eating for endo is like in real life to download just head to the show notes and follow the link to get your copy so I wanted to do an episode on budgeting for the endo diet Um, and when I say endo diet I do mean that in kind of like a loose term because it looks different for all of us you know I'm really talking about eating for endo but endo diet is just like a nice quick way to say it yeah I just wanted to talk about budgeting because I think that can be a barrier for a lot of us and I think if we are not mindful about how we do it or we go in and we're not really sure about what we're doing we're not familiar with the foods and stuff we can spend we can spend quite a lot of money And when you have endometriosis, sometimes you can't work that much or you can't progress up the career ladder as quickly. So you might be stuck on a certain salary for a certain amount of time or you might be on benefits, you might not be able to work or perhaps you have used up all your sick pay. So your days off are taken out of your salary. So yeah, so obviously talking about budget is really important and I want the advice, not the advice, I want the I want the experiences that I share with you to be as accessible as possible for everyone. 
So I'm going to take you through my story to begin with and then what it looks like now for me and the tips and kind of the things that I've learned along the way. So when I first started the endometriosis diet, I was, so I obviously I started it in Cape Town. So I'm just going to ignore that and because that was a different thing. We had a certain amount of money for that. So let's go back, you know, when I came back and I was working um, at Centerpoint. So obviously I was on a charity salary, but I was paid more than I'm paid now. But I wasn't on a lot of money. I mean, I wasn't on a, how do I explain this? So I was, okay, I was on 24K. No, it went up to 25, I think. I was on 25 and then a couple of months after I came back, it went up to 28. And that's kind of the the cap. I haven't been on more than that since then, um, which I'll get into. So I was paid more than I am paid now. um, And I was living in London. I was obviously renting. That was, you know, that was expensive. London living is just expensive. Um, I knew my out... And so I didn't really, I knew my outgoings, but I didn't budget massively after that. I kind of like knew what I had and then divided it by the amount of weeks. And I didn't think that saving was possible for me at that time. Um, And, you know, I didn't really have any money left by the end of the month. And at at the time, my attitude was like, you save at the end of the month but now if I had that money now oh my gosh I'd be able to do so much with it so I think it, a lot of it is about your mentality your lifestyle and what you're able to do with that money within reason obviously I was a single person I didn't have children so I knew my outgoings I didn't budget massively and I was new to the endometriosis diet and I was quite overwhelmed by it and I'm going to go into that in another episode so I'm not going to go too far down that rabbit hole but I was overwhelmed and I really basically took on everything all in one go. I tried to change everything all in one go. And um, I felt like I needed everything, like everything had to be organic and everything had to be the best quality. And there was all of these superfoods that were anti-inflammatory and they did all of these different things. So I felt like I needed all of them rather than just one. And I felt quite a lot of panic when I went into food shops. Um, I would try to work out what I needed before I got in there but I just ended up going around in circles because I was like oh but I I need everything and because I didn't really know what worked and what didn't and I was so anxious about the state of my pain at that time I really was very particular about what I bought I mean I remember looking at like natural um, face creams and stuff I'm reading every single ingredient and being like, I don't know what that means, so I need to Google it and things like that. Um, so I spent time agonizing over ingredients in the shops. And often I would end up going to Plant Organic because Plant Organic was basically the nearest food shop in at work that did, sorry, by my work that did anything. Good food, basically. Um, because a lot of the small like supermarkets, especially when they're like in London, like the small ones, they they were just kind of full of junk food. Like health food wasn't really where it is now at that time. Yeah, so I'd go to Planet Organic, which is like really expensive. I wouldn't get all of my fish up in there, absolutely not. But I got um I would just kind of get like the superfoods and 
protein powders that I needed and snacks and gluten-free items, especially things like gluten-free and dairy-free items, because that was really hard to find in supermarkets. I would panic whilst I was walking around the shop, get really overwhelmed. I'd be trying to keep it, um, add it up on a calculator. Probably, I think, maybe I was doing that. I do that now. I feel like I probably did it back then. And then I'd be like, oh my God, this is too much money. And I'd try to put things back. But then, yeah, I was just in an overwhelmed state. So I ended up spending more. I ended up, I would often end up buying kind of most of the items, maybe putting back like one or two. And it it was really expensive. So fast forward to where I am today. I think feeling so out of control with spending and the things that I needed to buy really probably stressed me out quite a lot more than I realized and I think it probably hindered like my progress financially I think I could have saved I could have been saving at that time if I'd been more in control and um, had more education and support around managing sorry my bottle just kind of like expanded if I just had more support, knowledge and education around finances and had felt less overwhelmed by the endo diet, I think I would have been more in control of my money at that time and the stress would have lessened and that would have had a, you know, um, less of an impact on my, on my pain and um, depression, anxiety and all that good stuff. Now, um, I guess just to put it in perspective, I've never been on what I was on at Centerpoint ever since because of the way that I chose to manage my endometriosis. So I moved on to another charity three days a week. And so when I did that, I dropped by 10K. Um, I dropped to less than I could live on. Um, my bills literally, I couldn't, I had nothing left, zero left after um, bills and rent. But I was determined to, I really wanted to work for the charity and I really had to make a change. I was cripplingly, cripplingly, oh, I can't speak today. I was badly depressed. <laughs> um, and I just had to get out of like, the charity that I was in um, because I just couldn't cope with the emotional impact of the work when I was feeling so unwell. Yeah, I took this 10 grand drop and I had a credit card and I literally had to be putting my food shopping on my credit card for a couple of months. I then went into another job after that which was completely different away from charity. I thought maybe I need a break from charity. I kind of need to recharge myself in a job that's not emotionally taxing. I went up a little bit and that was enough to pay, um, to pay my food shopping. Yeah, basically that, that was, that was it. Um, I couldn't really afford to buy new clothes. I think I bought like honestly I bought I only bought something if I really needed it and now I am um, I'm on even less 
So yeah, now obviously I'm self-employed and I work, for, I get paid three days a week, but you know, I, I work for clients on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursdays, and then Monday and Fridays and pretty much the weekend <laughs> on my, the Sunday life days. Um, but obviously, you know, everything that I do is free. So there's not, I'm not getting paid for these things like sponsorship that I have on the podcast that doesn't even cover the cost of having a podcast. So I just, I'm, I'm telling you all of this because I think people are quite, um, private about their money and I don't think that really helps us. And I think people often hear people will listen to podcasters and think, oh, they must earn so much money from sponsorship and they don't. And affiliates can be very like lucrative, but really in like a, you've got to kind of have a very big partnership, um, for it to be worth it for something like Amazon affiliates is just, I mean, I'm not sure what the percentage is, but I've had an Amazon affiliate account for like a year and they won't, they won't pay out until you reach 25 pounds in your account. And I'm on five pounds. So I literally get something like pennies, like, like honestly, like 8p comes through if someone buys a book through me. Sidetrack, that's if you're interested in a podcast, you know, it's, um, I just think people need to talk about money and I want people to know that I've made sacrifices to look after my health and that can be really, really challenging because if you want to be in a certain place financially, making that decision is not a light one, you know, it, and it comes with its stresses, it really, really does and I think if I was to go backwards I'd probably do things differently I just want people to have an awareness that when I'm talking about the endometriosis diet and the foods that I make and the choices I make around the foods that I buy it's all coming from a place which is very very money conscious and I don't I just don't want people to think that I'm you know earning like uh average even an average salary and it's all fine and I'm able to buy these things really easily because um that's not the reality and it's not the reality for a lot of us with endometriosis because we've had we've had to make sacrifices to look after our health now the the things that have changed really is i am on a smaller amount of money obviously i i get all of my money and then i have to put money aside for tax um so i've i've worked to become more financially educated and in a couple of weeks or months we're going to have a financial coach on um talking about all of this in more detail but I I have really worked to become more financially educated and work out how to manage my money and my budget because I was like I can't really go on like this and um I don't intend to be living so tightly um I you know I want to be able to feel comfortable um, and I want to live in the home that I want to live in. And I, you know, I don't want money to be the barrier that it often is at the moment. So, um, this isn't about, I'm not saying, oh, I'm going to live frugally forever. I, not at all. But I had to understand how to work a small budget in order to survive as I am now. Yeah. So basically the way it looks now is that we give ourselves, each of us, 50 pounds a week, um, for food shopping and 50 pounds a weekend and that 
weekend includes all the food we eat that weekend and any social activities we do. So we each have £50 each and that will include travel to London from Margate most of the time unless I've got some travel budget left over. I have £30 a week for travel and I might have not gone up to London in the week so I can use that money for travel at the weekend if I want to see my friends. So um, that £50 a week food shopping, Chris doesn't really use all of his, I don't believe. Um, But mine covers any like superfood things. So for example, you guys know that I love to take lion's mane and it will include all of my supplements. Sometimes, depending on what we might have needed to buy, I might have to go over by like £30 in the month because um, my supplements can get quite expensive. So if it turns out that my protein powder runs out at the same time as all of my supplements, then I might have to go over. It's usually just my endo complex that tends to take me out of that budget. So I might go £30 over. And at that point in the back of my head, I know that sometimes I need to have a supplement budget. So it's it's kind of there in the background. I only buy what's on the list for, for my food shopping list of that phase. So you guys know that I eat according to what phase I'm in, in my cycle. So I use um, Women Code, the book for that. And I simply buy the stuff that's on the list that I eat. I don't eat everything on those lists and anything else we need for the meals. So we plan our meals before we go to food shopping. We kind of have some set meals that we have on rotation and we only buy what we need for those meals. We don't buy anything extra. Anything extra is like a luxury. I don't walk around the food shop and I'm like, oh, that looks nice. Let's try that. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't happen. And that, that kind of stuff, if there's something we want to try that's reserved for the weekend, you know, it's kind of treat food. What's also kind of treat food um, are foods like dairy-free yogurt, nut butters. I kind of, well, I, some weekends, sorry, some week, de- oh my gosh, some weeks the shopping list is just a bit cheaper because of the type of foods that's on the, in that phase. And when I do that, I'm like, okay, I can afford to get some dairy-free yogurt. Dairy-free yogurts are between like I would say three fifty and five pounds, and kind of only last about three days, and that's if I'm only eating them. So I tend to kind of leave those as maybe having them once, or probably yeah, probably once a month. Really, I would like to have them more, to be honest. Um, and I'm actually looking at changing up some of my like diet patterns at the moment to be able to incorporate more things like yogurt and kefir. Just a reminder that today's episode is sponsored by BU. Literally, these guys are one of my favourite period companies, full stop. I love BU already, thanks to their incredible natural pain relieving period patches, which I've spoken to you guys about. But as if that wasn't enough, they've now brought out a high quality CBD range too. You can choose from a CBD muscle balm, which contains only natural ingredients, uh, oral drops or sprays which are flavoured only with natural flavourings. The oral drops and the oral spray come in three different flavours, natural, lemon and berry and the CBD muscle 
is purely natural and contains beeswax and some gorgeous smelling oils such as lavender and eucalyptus. To shop, just head to the link in my show notes and let me know if you try them. This episode is also sponsored by my free endometriosis diet grocery list. This download gives you basically a lowdown of what I eat every week on um, a monthly basis and my personal take on the endometriosis diet. It's not a protocol, set protocol that you have to or should follow, but it is here to serve you, give you inspiration and help you see what eating for endometriosis might look like in real life. It's there for you to kind of take inspiration from and help you put your own approach together. To download it, just head to my show notes and follow the link to get your free copy. So yeah, things like yogurt, they come to the bottom of the list as luxuries. I won't buy them unless there's a bit there's a bit of room there in my budget. We buy everything that we can organic, um, but we prioritize the dirty dozen. So I'm gonna reference the dirty dozen and the clean fifteen in the show notes, but basically those are um two lists of foods and the dirty dozen are the foods that have been found to have the most pesticides in them. And I prioritise buying those organic. And when it comes to eating organic, um, places like Tesco are really good for affordable organic food. A lot They have a lot of organic options. And I find that going to one of their stores, as long as it's a big one, we can get mainly everything organic um, for, for yeah, an affordable price. But because there's only two of us, actually, a lot of the time we could shop at somewhere like Ocado, um, because we can get a lot of our weekend food at Ocado as well. I'm going to do an episode on weekend food. So if you're like, what do you mean by weekend food? Um, so we can kind of do all of the shopping together. And because there's only two of us, um, our budget kind of spreads further. So, yeah, we can shop at somewhere like Ocado where it's a bit more expensive, but you can get more organic food. But if we're kind of tighter, we'll go to Tesco. And I would imagine if you've got, you know, children, then shopping somewhere for organic foods like Tesco would, would be better for your budget. I also use something called You Need a Budget. Um, so it's actually called YNAB, but yeah, it stands for um, You Need a Budget. So You Need a Budget is a type of software um, a budgeting software um, and it's quite unique and it basically breaks down the money that you have every month and so you split it into categories so you're actually like saving for Christmas every single month of the year you expense your true costs so you're kind of splitting I'm explaining this really badly but I have adapted YNAB because I couldn't get the software because it was in dollars um a few other things it was just not it didn't really work with my iPhone or I can't remember it does work with an iPhone it just there was different reasons why it didn't work but um I think they might have changed it now but I think having it in dollars was a little bit confusing and um a couple of other things but it's brilliant software I totally recommend it and I know like accountants and kind of finance financial experts use it and really recommend it so if you're based in america definitely use it 
but I've kind of used his principles, the guy who founded it, Jesse, I think his name is, and I've transferred them into my bank account. So I use Starlin. I actually have a HSBC account, but I then got a Starlin account. Now, what Starlin does is it has a section for goals and I have done something a bit weird. So those goals are really for saving, like you want to go on holiday. So you have these goals. But what I've done is I use Starlin as my spending account. So my money goes into my HSBC account. I leave any direct debits in there. And then I take out the rest into my Starlin account. And then I split it. And I will have a goal section for my tax. And I'm only called... I'm just going to call it categories because they're not really goals. Obviously, they're goals if you use them as goals, but I don't. So I have a category for my tax. I have a category for my travel. Now, literally what I do is I have travel one, travel two, travel three, travel three, travel four, travel five, in case it's five weeks, you know, in case it's a slightly longer month and it stretches over like four weeks and a half or something. So I split my um, travel budget which is £120 across those weeks. And I put them in those categories and I only transfer that money into the main kind of um, spending account of Starlin once I'm in that week. And I do that for food as well. And I do that for my weekend. I do it for absolutely everything. I do it for clothes, everything. It means that I don't have to constantly be working out what I've got left to spend. I just have what I have for the week. Now, if I'm doing something like buying protein powder or lion's mane, I know that's going to last for the whole month. Say the protein powder is like £20. I'll divide that by four and I will take £5 out of each week. And then what's left remaining is what I have to spend on groceries for the rest of the week. YNAB has been a bloody life changer for me, to be honest. It was the beginning of really understanding money, no longer being scared of my bank account, checking my bank account all the time. I'm in my bank account pretty much every single day because I have to be because I have to transfer money over to use that money. Starlin is a phone only bank account. Um, That might sound scary, but they were voted as the number one bank in the UK. So it's not a bad thing. And so it's really easy for me just to go into my account and transfer a bit of money over from my food shopping week one you know, into my current account to spend it. So I'm in there pretty much every day. And I don't really feel any anxiety logging into my account anymore, which is revolutionary. And I know exactly what's coming out. Um, so basically, if you're if you're feeling a bit out of control with your bank account, I would highly recommend listening to the You Need a Budget podcast. He literally does like 10 minute recordings. So they're really bite sized and they're really accessible because I tried listening to some financial like advisor kind of podcasts. I found like loads of them were talking about, they were just rolling terms off their tongue. Like everyone knew what they were talking about. And some of the subjects were like, should I buy a second car or a second home? Like, yeah, this isn't really what I'm going for. Yeah. YNAB is really accessible and make it work make it work for you. I do think there's a massive emphasis on extreme frugal living, but 
he ex- I think he I think he's good at I don't know being non-judgmental with it and and letting you guys do what feels right for you I also got the book I think the book was where I was really able to put the system into practice and then yeah using the Starling card was incredibly helpful life-changing so yeah I take the money out for food shopping and so I know what I have to budget with and I will usually be adding that up either we do online shopping now so you can keep a a check of it but if we go to a supermarket I'm usually keeping an eye on the price I'm either working it out in my head or I'm working it out on my phone another thing that I use which is super helpful is Dolphin Fitness so if you're in UK Dolphin Fitness is a website where you can get discounted stuff you can get discounted nut butters discounted like natural um, face products discounted supplements so I can't get everything I need from them but I can get discounted protein powder discounted um, some of my green people and no all of my green people face creams I, I tend to only use green people because they're quite affordable I mean I do find it expensive but they are affordable so that's really helpful so when I have to order things like my face wash um, body wash shampoo conditioner face cream I don't know suntan lotion all of that I order it from Dolphin Fitness and I will as much as I can take toiletries out of my food shopping budget and I will do my best not to go over that. If, some, if I have to, I have to. And then I'll take... What I would also do, gosh, I should have mentioned this, is if I've got to take money out of somewhere, I will be like, well, well what category can I take this out of? Can I take it out of travel and forfeit? And I don't go to London this week. I don't put it on, you know, a credit card or something. And that's just because, you know, when I dropped to that point where I couldn't even pay for my food shop and how to use my credit card I just I don't want I got into debt and I just don't want to be in that situation again it wasn't massive amount of debt but it it felt like it when you were earning such a small income so another thing I do is I like look for deals so with the weekend budget for example um no say okay so lion's mane is quite expensive so it's 20 about 20-ish pounds for um, 60 grams and that 60 grams lasts us a month. When you've got to buy protein powder and other supplements, like my supplements are quite, they're not expensive, I use the most affordable brand but they add up. It was really helpful to have, to like take advantage of deals. So I will check Planet Organic or Whole Foods for deals on my mushroom powders or protein powders or supplements and then purchase them when they're um, in the deal because for some reason mushroom powders always seem to have a deal and like a couple of different brands it will like they'll like rotate the brands so that's really really helpful so take advantage of deals that's the same as if I for example Chris and I love these vegan sausages in Sainsbury's so if they're discounted one week then I'll be like well why don't we just buy all of them for the rest of the month because we know we're going to get them every week and then we just put them in the freezer and we take that off the weekend budgets for the rest of the month. I kind of mentioned this, but I save, I just want to go back to saving stuff for the weekend. So it's quite helpful with the 
diet that I follow, because I don't eat sugar or caffeine or, you know, wheat or dairy regularly or much, things like, things like treats like ice cream, chocolate bars that I fancy or something new, like an exciting, like, I don't know, granola or something. I don't think, oh, I'm going to buy that for the week. I'm like, that's a treat. So we won't have ice cream in the house or chocolate bars in the house during the week. They're bought specifically for the weekend. And that saves, and because it's, it's harder to get hold of these things as well, they might be like a tub of like vegan low sugar ice cream, for example, like um, Perfect World. I think I talked about that in my sugar episode. They're about five pounds. So, you know, we buy that and then we, ha- and we have that in at the weekend and that is, you know, a Saturday and Sunday night treat kind of thing. And it's the same with like nut butter, peanut butter and stuff like that. I don't eat bread during the week. I don't eat gluten-free bread during the week um, because it is quite expensive. And also because I'm balancing my blood sugar, like having like a sandwich isn't always the best option. So, you know, if I want toast and peanut butter, then I'm buying that at the weekend. Yeah, even things that are just a lot of free from items are still quite pricey so they're just they're just treats at the weekend and things like beyond meat burgers and gluten-free buns and um dairy-free cheese they're all weekend stuff and I think I guess a lot of what helps is because these are processed things so I'm not really going to be eating processed things during the week because I'm making most of my stuff from scratch or I'm making it as healthy as possible. So um, I'm saving the more expensive things for, for the weekend, like beans and rice and stuff. They're not that expensive. It's quite easy for me to keep those costs low. And then another thing that I do sometimes is I will skip particular supplements or I rotate them or I don't take as many. So the supplements are what really get me. I'm going to talk about this in another episode once I'm qualified because I don't want to talk about supplements until I'm fully qualified. But I take magnesium, vegan omegas, EPA and DHA, I think I've said that right, evening primrose oil, endocomplex, vitamin B complex and vitamin D supplements, spray actually. But what I do sometimes is so for example, the evening primrose is only it, it's to lower inflammation. So sometimes I will only take that in like my premenstrual phase and the early part of my period because I'm like, I don't really need to take this all month and it's cheaper for me not to. Or sometimes I will be, sometimes I'm like, I don't necessarily need to take three endo complex tablets a day. Like my endo is quite under control. So maybe I'll just take two and make the pack last a little bit longer. Or there are some that I won't skip. I won't really skip my B complex or my magnesium. But I might just, you know, like alternate the days that I'm taking omega free. Or I'm not advising that you do this, to be honest, with something like omega if you're eating a vegan diet. But something like evening primrose oil or turmeric, they're not essential for bodily functions. 
they're kind of something that you're buying to lower inflammation or to boost something just like my mushrooms they are to boost my mental and you know my cognitive function so I could reduce the dosage or I could use them when I'm struggling specifically with pain or with brain fog if I need to keep money down for a particular reason say I needed to buy a couple of toiletries that all ran out at the same time and so it added up then I might just be like, okay, well, I'm not going to take evening primrose oil every day. And I might just um, go easier on the mushroom powder, that kind of thing. And downgrade at times if you have to. Recently, I, so I was buying Form Nutrition and I really struggled with how much it cost me. But what I did do is which was really helpful is I got a subscription. Do this actually. I do this with endo, my endo complex as well. Often a subscription will save you 10 to sometimes even 20% and it will often save you shipping. So I got a discount and I got free shipping with forms. So that really helped. But I was just finding it was too, it, it just always left things really tight. So recently we downgraded our protein powder. Um, it's still got the basic goods, but it just hasn't got some of the added kind of bonus superfoods that form had so that kind of thing downgrade if you need to and I guess it's also about being realistic where you have to be so like last night we went food shopping for the weekend um today Saturday and um I just I was hungry <laughs> so I wanted to buy everything and I just had to be realistic and just be like I can't I like I can't buy everything I'm gonna suffer if I do and it's just it's a skill I think that you have to learn and I didn't always have it but it's um very empowering actually and and when you feel in control of your money and also it's about do I want to give Sainsbury's all my money or do I want to keep some of my money because you know then I'm gonna not feel panicked and stressed or I'm gonna be able to save that money and put it towards that thing I'm saving for a deposit for a house or whatever it may be Planning ahead is also really something that I found really helpful. Planning ahead for what I'm going to eat at the weekend, planning ahead with what I'm going to eat during the week, um, planning ahead with where I'm going to go if I'm in London, what I'm going to, what places can I go where I can eat affordably in London. That can be tricky. I do find that I will go to London for a day and I'll literally be down by 20 quid by the end of it. I'm just like, because I don't have a, you know, I'm going, I'm out all day. So anything that I'm going to eat, I have to be out to eat it. Um, and I often have to carry quite a lot around with me. So bringing food with me isn't really that realistic. Sometimes I'll bring a protein shake. That's okay. But other than that, it's quite hard to carry anything around. So yeah, those are really the key things that I've changed. And I'm not going to go too much. I, I'm trying to look at this as budget for the endo diet and not budget overall because I'm going to have a session with a financial session interview with a financial coach and that's when we're going to budgeting more when you're on a low income due to you know endo so I would say if you feel that you want to start budgeting for the endo diet but in order to do that you need to get a grip on your finances then I really like listening to YNAB have a look at her wealth IQ that's who we're going to have Melissa is going to come on the podcast so her wealth IQ is great 
And yeah, I would just start there. Start with YNAB, start with Her Wealth IQ. Oh, read You're a Badass at Making Money. That's a little bit more universe, universal spiritual empowerment kind of thing, but it's really helpful to get into that money mindset. And honestly, I really, really appreciate how far my money goes these days. It's kind of crazy how having such a strict budget has allowed me to feel quite abundant on a really small income. I'm, my income is way below average and it's not going to be forever. It's a path that I've chosen to go down, having my own business and doing something where most of what I do is for free and obviously looking after my health as well. Because if I was a healthy person and I had a podcast and a blog and freebies and stuff like that, I could work, I could do it at the weekend and in the evenings. I couldn't, I couldn't cope with doing a full-time job and then working on this endo life after work and every single weekend and stay healthy. It, it wasn't possible. So it was like, well, I either give up this endo life or I give up some work. And obviously, as you know, I made my decision. So that was a, that's a really, for some people, they're like, what are you doing? I need to have a really massive pension and a house and a car and all of these things. Um, but we all have different values. So, and that's fine. That, you know, that's completely fine. I, I do want to be in a different position financially um, in a couple of years and I'm working my way towards that. For many of us, we do find ourselves at times on a low income. But I am feeling really empowered around my money, so empowered and so in control. And I think the key, just if there's anything that you take away from this, the key things for me that have changed the game have been planning my week and my food shopping, knowing what I'm going to buy and focusing only on the meals that I need, nothing else. Reading YNAB and listening to the podcast and reading his blog, getting a Starlin bank account, transferring any spending budget into Starlin, into Starlin bank account and then dividing it amongst goals. And then having a dirty dozen list, knowing that, okay, as long as these things are organic, cool, the rest we'll deal with. And using, make, taking advantage of discounts and discount stores. So um, if you're not in the UK and Dolphin Fitness isn't an option for you, having a look online to see what other discount stores there are. Those have really been the key game changers for me. And I'll talk about how much I stretch my budget. Um, you know, in this episode with Michelle, but I do feel really in control. And um, I guess also a massive difference is, although I was budgeting before we left, is that we moved in, we moved to Margate and that was a lot cheaper, but that's a really big move. Um, we pay half of what we paid when we lived in London. So that was a difference too. But I'm still on a very small income. Um, so yeah, I hope that's helpful. Obviously, I completely understand um, coming from a place where I worked with, you know, homeless young people. There are circumstances where budget is incredibly tight. So things like supplements and superfoods are not realistic. So it is about trying to get the most out of your food. Shopping, you know, if you need to shop at markets or shop at cheaper places to get your fruit and veg then you know it, it is about hunting around to find what will suit your budget 
um, and working what working out what you realistically have to pay pay with. But I, I hope that's helpful. I really don't want to come across as, oh, things are really affordable and they're not. I'm not going to say it's easy or a walk in a park paying for these supplements and protein powders. Really, they're not. At the moment, I'm thinking about how to make what to use instead of protein powder because that is taking a chunk, even though I've downgraded. I do prioritize my food over other things because that's what's going to keep me healthy. So there's no point me having a budget for a holiday and clothes if I'm not well enough to go out and enjoy wearing those clothes or going on holiday. I'm not, you know, I'm not feeling well on holiday. So I do prioritize food over a lot of things with my budget and that might not be right for you. So anyway, you know, take take what you want from this and I hope there's some helpful tips in here. I just never want to come across unrealistic because I do know how hard it is to live without money um, or to live on a low income. I grew up in a very, on a very, very low income. So I've never forgotten that struggle. And I just want to make sure that I'm trying to offer as many options as possible for people and that I'm trying to be as inclusive um, as possible in terms of people's circumstances so yeah I, I hope this is helpful and if you have any questions about this you want to learn a little bit more just dm me on instagram and and let me know because I find money really interesting and I'd love to talk about it more and kind of the journey that I'm on with it if you find it of help if you want to find out more about what I do or read more on endometriosis and living well with it um, you can head to my Instagram page, which is this underscore endolife. Um, you can head to my website, which is www.thisendolife.com. And you can also get um, a free guide to managing endometriosis naturally on my website. Um, I've put the link in my show notes. It's a beginner's guide to getting started and all of the areas that I um, have worked on to help reduce my endometriosis symptoms and pain and live well with endometriosis as always if you like this show please rate review and or subscribe it really truly does help others to hear the podcast and hopefully will help them to live better with endometriosis this episode was produced by The Pod Farm. Whether you're an established podcaster or just getting started, visit thepodfarm.com to see how they can help you go from an idea to a finished show that's ready to be heard by the world.